Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me, I've got Liam. In the words of the opening song in this movie's credits, uh, tomorrow never comes until it's Tuesday. <laughs> I actually had a, a quote as well. I forgot to um, I forgot to say it. Allow me to rectify that problem. Um, I need to find out what her name is, though. In the words of Cindy, why don't you nice boys let your cars do the talking? That that was iconic. That's an iconic line. Um, I don't want that piece of shit car. Well, why don't you just race for me? That's such an insane thing to do. Like, we'll talk about it. But like, yeah, and once your girlfriend <laughs> says that, like, you've already lost. Yeah, how is your relationship <laughs> not just over? Like. <laughs> That's just fucking crazy. Um, so Mitch couldn't make it this week, unfortunately. Uh, this well, this isn't like a TMAO after dark scenario. It's nothing too too dire. It's just he was really committed to learning how to drift in time for the episode, and he crashed. And he crashed. So he just physically could not make it here. But he'll be back next week. He's gonna he's gonna brush up on his skills, and we'll rectify that issue as soon as possible. But um, Liam. We're talking about fucking Tokyo Drift, man. I'm pretty excited about this. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, in case the people fast, don't know. The, the fast and the angry Tokyo Drift. So this feels like one of the biggest franchises we have not addressed yet. Is that fair? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. We talk about horror franchises a lot because horror movies tend to have a lot of sequels, but uh, there are still other big franchises out there where these movies just keep being made. You know, Ice Age, um, The Kingsman, but I'd say Fast and the Furious is 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 probably the biggest one, honestly. like The big three are the Fast and the Furious, Ice Age, and The Kingsman. Everybody yeah. knows that. I think so. I, and I think Fast and the Furious is just huge, right? Like, these movies make so much money. These movies they're, are... They're big events. Yeah, like, gigantic tentpole, the lifeblood of Universal Studios, larger-than-life things at this point. And I think what's interesting about our pick, or of which one we're covering, is kind of twofold. It feels like, simultaneously, the most and least appropriate choice. Um, in terms of covering like this franchise in like a meaningful way, because on the one hand, as far as I understand it, it's it's the most different and the most loosely attached at time of release to the rest of the movies, um, which makes it like, oh, it's that interesting outlier that you pick in the franchise, because why did they do that one like that? But also. Among people I know, it's like overwhelmingly the favorite. <laughs> So we're kind of potentially giving ourselves a slam dunk here. So is that why you picked it? Because this was your choice. I picked it because it was one of the only ones that I had seen. And I mm. remembered liking it. And the bigger thing, there's an elephant in the room here that I guess we may as well address now, which is that The Fast and the Furious is uh, a franchise that I wanted to address. But to be perfectly honest about it, I don't really have a desire to watch basically any of them. So I picked the one I most wanted to watch, and it happens to be one that I had seen before, though I did not remember much about it, it turns out. So it, it wasn't your it wasn't the one you most wanted to watch because you had seen it before. That was just happenstance. It was the one you wanted to watch because like you uh, have friends who like it and also because you knew that it was loosely attached and that appealed well, to you. 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, bigger than any of the rest of it, is I look at the recent Fast and Furious movies, which again, because people are very big fans of these, and I don't want to sound like a vegan asshole, I haven't seen, um, and I just have no desire to see them. There is something about the way, like, it's evolved into, like, an almost superhero-adjacent hyper-technology car heist cartoon action thing uh anchored largely by vin diesel and uh his league of extraordinary gentlemen um by the fastman by the by his kingsman by his ice age um that uh i just look at that and i don't care and i don't i i don't understand how people can be as attached to it as they are Again, I am saying this as someone who hasn't really taken the time to try, but like if I see a trailer or a clip, I'm just like, I don't know if I can get over this hump. And I feel like they've just become increasingly more insane. Whereas I am compelled at how much smaller in scope and loosely related something like Tokyo Drift seems to be, or just is like it just transparently is that. So how many of these movies have you seen? I think two. What? What's the other one? I. Th- it's the first or second one, and I don't know mm. which it is. So you're like an early guy. So yeah, you haven't even you haven't even tried these later ones. No, but the about. but the gotcha. problem is, I, I might have seen like a a glimpse of them here and there. You know what I mean? Like you know what Vin Diesel looks like. I heard of him. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where I just don't know. I've certainly never sat them sat down and watched them in full, but um. Like, even if you ask me to differentiate between Fast and Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious, and, like, which of those did I see, I couldn't possibly tell you. I have no idea. Like, I think one of them doesn't really have Vin Diesel in it, but I think the one I saw has Vin Diesel in it, which would lead me to believe it was the first one. That's the best answer I could give. Fair enough. And then the first time I saw Tokyo Drift, I was in eighth grade, and... um we were gonna be i was in student council and we were gonna be like organizing a dance and like having to set everything up and then before we could head over to the actual high school to do that part a bunch of us went to the student council president's house which is a big deal when you're in eighth grade and we ended up watching the fast and furious tokyo drift in the meantime does that mean it was like a 12th grader's house or like an eighth grader's house 12th oh dang that's heavy. yeah there was a yeah it was people of all ages and uh we Tokyo drifted and then All went bonded to, by a, went by a one common up. purpose <laughs> to Tokyo drift as hard as possible. Very nice. I will say I have a lot of tangential information about the rest of the series because I know a lot of people who are very invested in it and I will ask mm. them questions about it. Sort of like I'm getting Kingdom Hearts lore. Oh, that'll be uh, fun. Uh, Ryan uh, wants to talk about a Fast and Furious episode very badly. You'll remember Ryan from U.S. Marshals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he is upset that he's not on this one. I'd like to extend an apology to him. But uh, we will rectify that in the future. But he has been uh, Fast and Furious lore pilling me recently to try to get me up to speed. Um, and it just, yeah, just the more I hear about it, like I, I just can't find myself being sold on it um, as like the, the overall conceit. I'll explain more why later, but as a baseline, that's where I'm at. If I remember correctly, Liam, when we talked last before I I got the coronavirus, um, you would say that you had seen many of these. Is that right? 
Not exactly right. Uh, Mitch had said he had seen a surprising amount of them. And then I said, I've also seen a surprising amount of them. And, and that surprising amount is zero. Um, wait, no way. Did you fucking bait and switch with like clever word choice? A little bit. Liam! A little bit. Sit, been sitting, Liam, on, been sitting a- on this one for two weeks since you oh took last week. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, you're so good at podcasting. Fuck. Ugh. That's such a good bit. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I these movies seem like fake movies to me. Um, <laughs> and by I, I just mean like I have managed to avoid basically knowing anything about these movies. Like I'm not even at the point where I see stuff about these new movies, the this new era you're talking about, you know, trailers or clips or where they have like a submarine shooting like a laser weapon into an iceberg, but also there's a Dodge Viper there. Is that real? Uh, there is a submarine with like some kind of supersonic weapon on it, I believe, and I think that's like the seventh one. That's Jesus. real. Something, okay. something roughly about that description is correct. Somebody can correct me, but I'm like in the vicinity of being right. <laughs> okay, yeah, you could have fooled me. I, I don't know. Um, and I've just, uh, I just have. It hasn't come across my orbit. I can't recall ever being in a movie theater and seeing a trailer for one of the new ones. Maybe what? I, Dude, no, you have yeah. bamboozled me so hard. <laughs> so I know nothing about these movies, and they stopped numbering them. So I don't even know how they many. They did there not have been. stop numbering them. They what just you- started numbering them in a stupid way. <laughs> no, because I know that there's. They did the Final Destination thing, where like one is called the Fast and the Furious, and then one is called like Fast and Furious. Do you want me to read the titles to you? Because and like they, this one they, doesn't have a number in it. Do you want me to? I'll read you the n- movie names in order. Okay. The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, which is an awesome fucking name. We can all agree on that, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's it's no it's no step up to the streets but it's all right <laughs> then the fast and the furious tokyo drift oh fast, this is, i thought we were watching the fourth one okay. no and then fast and furious is four right and then there is fast five fast and furious six furious seven the fate of the furious which is eight mm. f9 and mm. then fast x which is 10 so there's been 10 of them well, they're making the 10th, and actually recently there has been a bit of controversy around the one that is in production. Um, I'll address that very briefly. Um, so the guy who directed this movie, who we'll talk about later, is named Justin Lin. He's directed several of them. Uh, he was on to direct the 10th, and like a week into production, he just left. And um, obviously... Do, do, those, do people know where he is? Uh, well, I mean, like he's he's like safe if that's what you're asking, but like he left the production, like he left the movie. He's not working on the movie. And what he's been doing them for like six of these movies now. He's done four of them. Oh, Let me dang. look. He's done one, two, three, four. He that would have been his fifth. He would have done almost half of them uh, had he stayed. Um, but uh, yeah, people. There is speculation that there was like tension between him and. Vin Diesel, who seems like a weird guy to have to work with. Vin Diesel's been putting up Instagram videos that I saw somebody describe as it looks like he's holding the cast of this movie hostage. Um, like, it seems like maybe Vin Diesel is exercising like a great degree of like creative control, potentially. And there was a lot of controversy there. Um, if I'm looking at a May 3rd piece from IndieWire... Fast X director Justin Lin exited after quote major disagreement with Vin Diesel per a report. Um, 
but uh yeah so there's difficulties on that and for this to be essentially like the culmination of like a mega bajillion dollar franchise where a star is potentially hijacking it from a longtime director like that's some pretty gnarly gossip um and that was just at the beginning of this month um so that's spicy and so with that production and a lot of turmoil they've recently brought in like one of those journeyman director for hire kind of guys who's had a career that's kind of um a little more all over the map. His name is uh, Rod Stewart. <laughs> Louis Leterrier or Leterrier. I don't know how to say it. Vin Diesel is directing this one. A lot of people seem to think that um, if you know the Dark Crystal, uh, that like Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. Thing, they did a new show recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed all of that. That's like my most recent touchstone for that Dang, guy. So this Fast and the Furious movie is going to be like with Muppet characters. That would be sick. Yeah, they're going to put puppets in all the cars. <laughs> like that community episode. That'd be awesome. That would be genuinely fucking great. Um, but so the franchise is in an interesting spot. And that's why I think it's interesting that we're talking about the movie that maybe least reflects where it's currently at based on my understanding. Now, I would like to clarify, actually, before I do that, because I don't want to put too much Fast and Furious info in your head before I get your baseline. You say that you hadn't seen trailers or clips or anything. What did you conceptualize these movies as? Um, it's, the st- it's the stuff that comes later. Like I-, I thought they were much more wacky than this movie is. I didn't know that this movie was so early in the franchise. Um. And so when I think Fast and the Furious, I think of like, uh, like skydiving cars and like um, family memes. Like I know, uh, like a lot of yeah. times, like it's a lot about a lot about family and like a racing family and stuff. And I just figured it was it was people who happen to get into gnarly action sequences with cars. Like I didn't, I didn't even know that it was like we love racing like in this movie this dude loves racing i didn't i didn't know that that was the thing i just thought it was like they just end up in cars a lot of the time yeah well and i think in the first movie at least one of them is actually an undercover cop who likes racing Mm. but i the racing becomes increasingly less relevant over time as as far as i can tell fair um and I also, I didn't exactly know like who the main characters in these films are. Like Harry Potter, I know that the main character is Harry Potter. But in these movies, I've known like some of the cast members, but um, I don't know who the person is who's been the main dude. Like I knew Vin Diesel is now the guy. I don't know when he started. He shows Vin up Diesel's at the end been of this in movie, almost so. all of them. Um, and then the I think Rock. he's only not in the second one. The Rock doesn't show up until like six. Okay, uh, um, which, which was in the year of our Lord, twenty thirteen. Nice. Um, and even then, Vin Diesel is barely uh, in this he one. He's like shoehorned into this one as a cameo, right? So that yeah, was it's just a cameo to me. Yeah. Um, and then Paul Walker. Like, where the hell is he? I thought he was the main guy in these movies. I know he died, but Paul Walker that, is in the first two and then four. Like, Tokyo Drift is a borderline spinoff. <laughs> it felt that way. It felt um, that way to me. So, yeah, when this was our main character, I was like, who the hell is this dude? I thought these movies were like The Rock, uh, Vin Diesel. 
I, I could believe that, like, I know The Rock's career, and I know he hasn't been uh, a main a main Hollywood guy um, since the early 2000s. So that doesn't surprise me that, that he wasn't in these early ones. But then, like, this dude shows up, um, Sean, and I'm like, is this Paul Walker? I thought Paul Walker was, like, more uh, movie star good looking than this guy. Is it? Did he like get a glow up afterwards? Yeah, Paul I, Walker's I, like a blonde haired, blue eyed kind of right, handsome yeah. man. So I'm like trying to figure out like most of this movie if this dude is Paul Walker, but like I'm pretty certain it isn't. And I've actually seen a couple Paul Walker movies, so um, I, I, I it was just very strange to me that there was a different main character in this movie, and uh, I. I just I know that this is a long running franchise, but beyond that, um, I I didn't know what I was in for. I did I didn't even know I was watching the third movie. So we're clearly not the experts. So for all the fans listening, fans of these movies that are absolutely screaming into their phones right now, uh, in a fit of hot rage, um, I'm gonna say that we're not gonna address almost anything about the other movies unless it comes up tangentially because clearly we don't know. The one thing I do want to tell you, Liam, is that this movie, ironically, is like foundationally important to the rest of the series. Huh. Because if I understand correctly, it was like the movies that come after this for a few movies are set back in time from this so they could catch up to Tokyo Drift so it could become like even more relevant and uh the character played by Sung Kang in this movie named Han the guy who's eating all the time uh he was so popular that when they started wrapping all of this around um the Tokyo Drift like timeline moment and moving ahead from that there was frustration that other characters were getting sort of do or like a focus was being brought away from Han and there was like a movement uh, with a hashtag that was justice for Han and he actually got reintroduced in later movies like he's back in them he's not dead that's pretty so, cool well, it, it's sick but like so this movie despite feeling so detached and also just like narratively in terms of tone and sort of conceptually just genuinely being detached from my understanding of where these movies go from here. It's a real, it fits a really weird niche <laughs> overall. It's, it's interesting to me that this is the first one directed by Justin Lin. Um, but then it seems all the other characters in this movie are like, randos like you're t you're saying that this han guy starts showing up later and i bet you some of these characters keep showing up later like i, I bet yeah, you Sean in a franchise back. that long you gotta do it yeah but like to your point though like the antag like dk like the antagonist framework and like the narrative framework to my understanding yeah. is irrelevant beyond this movie fucking yakuza no wonder is the Yakuza the big bad of the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> no, the big bad of the Fast and the Furious franchise, I think, is Kurt Russell playing a guy named Mr. Nobody. Or it's a hacker played by Charlize Theron. It's one of them. 
I'm not sure. Really? <laughs> yes, I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either of those people were in these movies. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just weird to not have Vin Diesel in this movie. And then even weirder when he shows up at the end, to be honest. And then it's weirder to have him in the movie. And then like this lead... I think this movie would be better if he did not show up <laughs> this lead actor who like just feels like he's ripped like straight out of like a direct to video American pie movie and then um, we got like Bow Wow in this movie no longer Lil Bow Wow he shows up and so this just feels like a weird relic of the early 2000s and not an installment of a massive blockbuster franchise and isn't that kind of interesting? Yes. So, um, I, you know, for anybody who doesn't know what the fuck the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift is, allow me to explain the plot to you. Um, <clears throat> Sean is a guy who and goes he's not to a played high by Paul Walker, or he's not Paul Walker. Rock. or Michelle Rodriguez. I also thought she was the main character in the. In that would be movies. cool if she were. Um, I think that she. There might be some that she's not even in. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, um, I didn't see her in this one. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you something. Huh. Uh, Justin Lin directed a movie in 2002, and Sung Kang plays a character with the same name as this character, so it's like retroactively related to the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm, you know what, Corey? I did. I read about this last <laughs> night. Um, and that I, movie, I can't believe I almost forgot that. <laughs> that movie sounds awesome. I want to watch that movie. Um, I don't know anything about a, it. It's a really cool premise. It just says it's like about these uh, Asian American teens who are just kind of bored with their schooling. And so they just decide to get up to like criminal activity. And it just sounds like a cool like coming of age teen. You know, I, like, I love that shit. Teens getting into like dark stuff. It sounds awesome. Yeah, this is why I thought you might you might be into this because it is uh it's very high school despite yeah. also not being very high school at the same time. Oh, dude, it, when I when I realized that that's what the movie was, I was floored and excited. We'll talk yeah. about that too cuz it wasn't clear to me from the beginning yeah. what this was. So Sean goes to high school and he is you know, he doesn't seem like he super fits in, but like he's not like getting in anybody's way, but he seems like, you know, like he's he's like a confident dude and he clearly kind of likes to stir up shit for no reason. Um because there's a generic high school bully, uh the quarterback named Clay and uh when they're going into their cars, um he drives like an old uh, old 70s muscle car and this like uh quarterback drives like this much newer fancier looking dodge viper and sean ends up talking to his girlfriend because she makes a comment about his car and the quarterback gets so mad that uh sean stirs the pot and they decide to race um for the right to be her prom date essentially what the wording is is she says you guys can race for me because they don't want to race for pink slips so they race through an unfinished subdivision and Sean crashes his car. They both do. And um, to avoid getting sent to jail because he has previous crimes that have caused his family to move around, he gets sent to Tokyo where his dad lives because he's in the Navy. Um, through there, he gets introduced to the drift racing scene in Tokyo uh, by Bow Wow and uh gets back up to his old ways gets uh caught up in a yakuza affiliated 
money exchanging secret black market business and also drift racing. And uh, he gets to know a girl named Neela, who is the girlfriend of DK, which literally stands for Drift King. Um, his name's Takashi, but nobody calls him that. And uh, Sean has to get used to like this sort of stranger in a strange land feeling, but also like trying to sort of get even with this shitty uh, like alternate universe version of that high school quarterback guy. <laughs> Uh, except this time it's related to like gang crime. Uh, that's kind of the gist of it. I feel like most people kind of know what this movie is. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, there are more of us out there than you know, Corey. There are literally dozens of us. Um, quick cast and crew rundown for you. So as mentioned, we've got Justin Lin, who has directed uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which we just talked about, and also Fast and Furious 4, 5, 6, and 9. Also Star Trek Beyond and a movie called Annapolis, which will come up later. It is written by Chris Morgan, who wrote Fast and Furious 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and Hobbs and Shaw, which is a spinoff starring Idris Elba, The Rock, and Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. I also thought Jason Statham was the main dude in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then this movie has three editors, which is maybe the most we've ever had on one movie. One of them only knew how to press the cut button. One of them <laughs> only knew how to press the copy button. They they had to band together. Uh, we've got Kelly Matsumoto, who edited Fast and Furious 5, 6, and 9, and also Star Trek Beyond and The Meg, another Jason Statham movie. I've seen that one. We've got Dallas uh, Pewitt, who uh, edited Too Fast, Too Furious, the Marine 3 Homefront and also Free Willy 2 The Adventure Home. Dang, the Marine 3, who's that one? I bet it's not John Cena. Is that The Miz? The Miz I, that might be too Marine early 3? for The Miz. There's a guy whose name I can't remember, but once I see his face, I will know it's him. Let me see this guy. No, it face. is The Miz. You were right. It's The Miz. I thought oh, yeah. we were too early for The Miz. Oh, uh, man. The Miz oh, has I been around way of, longer than you would no, think. No, I was thinking of The Marine 2, which is Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that is a they made. I was trying one. to remember Ted DiBiase's name and I couldn't. Yeah, Ted DiBiase uh, all, always. But then the Miz him. did like three of them, four of them, all by himself. And to be honest, it should have been the Miz in number two because the Miz was around in '09. Like he's he's a he's a the legend. Miz has been around. The Miz yeah. should be in Fast and Furious. Hopefully, um, it happens one day. We've got Fred Raskin as the third editor who worked on Fast and Furious four and five. But then he also went on a very uh, Tarantino run. He did The Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, Bone Tomahawk in The Suicide Squad. Dang, that makes me think that Tarantino saw Tokyo Drift and he was like, yo, a third I, of this editing is sick. <laughs> no, not all the which, guys, though. Which third? <laughs> yeah. um, the cinematography is by uh, our good friend House of Wax, uh, Stephen F. Winden. Mm, um, that's which awesome. is how we got here in the first place. Right. Um, and then as as I can remind you, he also did uh, Fast and Furious 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. And also Justin Lin's movie Star Trek Beyond. Um, the music is by Brian Tyler, which is a name that we've heard before. But um, there is a credit in here that I didn't notice before somehow, Liam, and it broke my brain. Okay. But I'm not going to start there. I'm going to remind you. So he did Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That like just came out. He worked on Scream 5. He worked on Happy Death Day to You, that Power Rangers movie that we did, various Fast and Furious movies, Annapolis, which is a Justin Lin movie. But Liam, 
are you are you sitting down? This one actually isn't going to make you stand up at all, but I need to give this some kind of gravity. Are you are you prepared? I am prepared. So he is the composer for the Formula One theme song. Oh my fucking god! I know, right? <laughs> is that like, is it like an iconic theme? What like if Dude, they play it at like every race or something? It's, it, it's the intro to the broadcast of every race. I'm gonna link it to you so you can hear it right now. It's a banger. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to listen to it too. I'll edit it in so people can hear a part of it. But here's, I got a link in the group chat for you so you can hear the F1 theme song. All right, it's going. I love this fucking song. <laughs> Gets it's, me hyped up. Man, it is, it is hype worthy. And you just look at all these guys posing in this big box of screens. Yeah, that's cool, dude. I, I don't think I would uh, remember it if I heard it again, but I, I feel like if I watched F1 often enough, eventually I'd be like, oh, this part's sick. This You've part got like a Pavlov response where you just oh, get yeah. hyped every time you hear it. Yeah. Um, so uh, was, quick cast, would, he, would he have made that before he worked on this movie or after? Does he just love After. cars? After. Damn. That's cool. Um, uh, cast. We got Lucas Black playing Sean. Uh, he is in two more Fast and Furious movies. He's in seven and nine. Um, and also uh, Jarhead, Friday Night Lights, 42, and Sling Blade. We've got Bow Wow as Twinkie, which is a fun name. Uh, he's uh, perhaps best known for Scary Movie 5. <laughs> that's not true you <laughs> son of a bitch perhaps best known for like mike <laughs> yes classic film uh it is. sung kang plays han he uh is also in um as mentioned obviously better luck tomorrow but also bullet to the head he did a voice in rye and the last dragon he's in live free or die hard which is the fourth one um brian t is dk aka takashi He's in AKA uh, the Drift King. AKA the Drift King. He's in The Wolverine. He is in uh TMNT Out of the Shadows, which is the second Michael Bay one. He was on Jurassic World. He was in Mortal Kombat Legacy Season 2. And uh he was on Zoe 101 for an episode. Honestly, that's probably where I was recognizing him from. I was like, <laughs> where have I seen this dude? And I think that's it. He's just I think a really he worked at the sushi look. shop. Yeah. He just yeah, got he guy. just looks like a cool fucking guy. Um Natalie Kelly is Neela. Uh, she was on 11 episodes of The Vampire Diaries. Uh, Sonny Chiba plays Kamada, who is the uncle in the Yakuza. It's so fucking cool that Sonny Chiba is in this movie, by the way. That's crazy. Most people probably know him from Kill Bill 1 and 2. Um, he's also in Battle Royale 2, which I didn't know was a thing and we should do on this show. Yeah, we, we've talked about doing it. We might have even have mentioned it on air. Oh, before, really? Honestly. I forgot yeah. it was a thing and I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, 
I'll run through the last half of the credits a little faster um, just to spare us some time because I know we get bogged down in it sometimes. We've got Leonardo Nam, Brian Goodman, Zachary Ty Bryan um, is is the quarterback. I recognized him. Yeah, that's funny. What, um, what's he in? Zachary Ty Bryan? I'm pretty sure he's from Home Improvement. <laughs> no, that wouldn't have been where I saw him. Well, I, I, I wish I had written credits down for him now. Oh, <laughs> what do you know him from, dude? I thought, oh, Corey, you're gonna regret not having looked is it, this is up. It, is it's it the Carrie rage, too? Carrie too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I knew he was in it, but I figured I don't know why I went with Home Improvement, but yeah, weird move by you, Corey. You need to well, you need to reevaluate your priorities in life. Most people have seen Home Improvement more likely than Carrie, too. I'm sorry. Hasn't stopped us from bringing it up the last 50 times. Has not. Uh, we've also got Linda Boyd, Jason Tobin, uh, Keiko Kitagawa, Nikki Griffin, Satoshi Sumabuki, uh, and Vin Diesel. <laughs> what did I recognize Vin Diesel from? Um, I think you know him from Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. No, it wasn't. Oh, the pacifier. That's it. (laughs) So. Actually, I have one more question before we talk about this movie. Me and my bird have answers. Do you like cars? Do you know anything about cars? No, no, no for both. Um, Actually, I at this point, I know a little bit about them. Um, I've never been a car guy. I was pretty late getting my license. I have never owned a car. Um, I drive, but I just use, um, you know, I would use my parents' car when I was a teenager, and now I use my partner's car. I couldn't even tell you what kind of car it is. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a Hyundai, if I remember the last time I saw it. (laughs) There you go. Um, And in the last three years that I've been working at my job, I've had to watch a lot of car shows, like a whole lot of, like, car fix them up shows or car selling shows um just hours upon hours like i've probably watched more car shows than any other type of show at my job um and when i started doing it i was thinking man i'm gonna be an expert at cars in no time and that's that's not how it's worked i've i've learned more than zero which is what i i came into it with but one there's like just so much to learn about cars there's just there's way too much so i learn like a tiny little bit and then um so like i'll I'll understand the first half of a sentence that a car person is saying and then they'll go into the second half of the sentence i'll be like i have no idea what you're talking about um and other than that i just think that i despite all that time i just haven't developed the interest like it's just it's proven to not be my thing i can't retain much of the information and besides that i am just so disinterested by it like i my eyes just like glaze over uh like in this movie when they're talking about like the engines and the types of cars which at it least is just to be fair so... they, they don't do very much of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but when it, it does happen, scant. it just feels like egregious to me. I'm just like, oh my god, what are you doing? And uh, yeah, it's 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 not my thing. And so, um, 
as much as they as much as they don't do it in this movie, I suspect that they do it even less in the later movies because this movie is still kind of about like car guys and racing and like look at my sick car, like when Bow Wow is showing off his car and they're like, "Yo, do it's you race?" Hulk car, and they, which is they awesome. go to like this undercover club where like everyone is into cars and stuff. Um, that stuff is not cool to me, but I am down for like just ridiculous action sequences and so having seen this movie and now kind of getting an idea of what the movies before this must be like and what the movies after this must be like i'm the opposite of you i would be down to watch like fast and the furious eight or nine and just see insane shit happening that is so divorced from like street racing culture and uh actual interest in cars and instead it's just ridiculous action sequences with cars that interests me but it's funny that we've come down on opposite sides of this yeah well you're like a realistic car dude right like you like f1 and there's no one skydiving cars in in there well i mean like uh, so i think it's worth saying that i like cars in what i would describe as a fairly superficial way which is that um when it comes to like street legal vehicles, um, I I can identify like a lot of makes and models, and like I know what I think is cool, and I know what stuff that I think is interesting. But if you ask me to explain like how a car actually works, or what modifications you can do to tune a car to make it better, I have no fucking idea. Like I know like you can put a turbo on an engine. And I think it makes more air get into the part of the car where it like combusts the gas. And that's good, I think. But like, I don't know a lot of the nitty gritty details. Like I superficially like think cars look cool. am impressed by the technical feat of the engineering and think it's cool when they go fast. That's kind of it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I will say over the last like year or so, I've gotten into a channel on YouTube called Donut Media, which is all like car content. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen, uh, I've had to work on some shows where those guys are, are the and, main guys. In the and show. I enjoy that stuff, but it's like, I don't retain a lot of it where it's like, I could tell you that like, um, for example, like Han's orange and black car. Um, it's a Mazda RX-7. Um I knew that because like I had heard it before and I've seen that car before, but I don't know anything about that car. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't tell you how many horsepower that car has, but I know it looks sick as fuck. Like DK is driving a 350Z and that's fucking cool, but I don't know anything about how many fucking like how much torque it has. I just know that it looks cool. <laughs> like fair enough, dude. It, it, you got more than you got some on me at that in, at that in that case. That's I mean, Bow Wow's driving say. the coolest car in the movie. Oh man, uh, I, I, I couldn't. Volkswagen. I couldn't tell. Was the joke there that the car is actually lame, or was it supposed to be cool? Um, the joke there is that so, like, as it's rotating through all of those cars, there's like, there's um, I don't remember all of them. There's like a Porsche in there. There's a roof in there. There's like a bunch of really cool like racing cars. Yeah, and then there's like a big boxy Hulk themed car. The right. joke is, I guess, that not that it's lame, but it's lame by comparison in that, like, Sean is a guy who's interested in racing. So he was expecting him to have a car that can race and he doesn't. That's more the bit than anything else. 
Okay, but like the the boxy Hulk car is like still it's not like dorky like it's still like people oh, might man, think it's sick. dorky. I think it's cool. Okay, fair. I thought it was absolutely heinous. <laughs> yeah, but like that's cool. No, <laughs> it's cool in like the way Pimp My Ride is cool. <laughs> hey, we heard you like the Hulk, so we put his fists on your doors. Like I think that's great. And the one I didn't even realize that it was like Hulk fists until we saw the side. It just looked like a a wicked dent in the back of it. Yeah, well, the Hulk would do that to your car, so I guess so. Okay, we've done a lot of talking about cars. Now I need to ask you about how you feel about I don't what rhymes with cars. Oh shit! Why do you need to rhyme? Because I thought it would be funny. Um. I want to ask you about uh, what you thought about this movie and I'm not going to do a funny joke. I'm just going to ask, hey, Liam, you're my friend and we're talking and I want to know what you thought about this movie that I asked you to watch. Um, I did not much like it. There were parts that I liked, um, to be sure. But again, it's like, it, 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 if I'm going to watch a Fast and the Furious movie, of which I, I've, I've now seen one, um, it it just kind of kept telling me that like I wish I was watching one of the later ones because the stuff that I did Damn. like in this movie was like when like a car started to explode and it was just like off the rails. But there's a whole lot in between where I don't I don't even want them talking about cars. So I didn't like that. I I didn't like the like cool guy emphasis on like cars and racing i liked that at the end of the movie there was a message that was on the screen for a good long while saying that like <laughs> don't, don't try don't to try i thought i thought that was really cool actually um what like th- it's cool that they're like meeting an illegal liability obligation yeah and and he, it it seemed sincere to me too because it stayed oh, yeah. on screen long enough for you to read it um, yeah yeah and- no, yeah it wasn't like a perfunctory like it's a pharmacy commercial where they put all the side effects at the bottom of the screen yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I, I thought I was gonna like the teenage high school angle of it, but it didn't end up being um, really even like a C plot in the movie. Um, it just really quickly got into uh, car porn and also like uh, just like half baked crime drama. Um, neither of which I was into. I think the casting. Or I don't know if I should say casting or cast or the with the way the actors I guess it are would directed be or I don't I don't know I just it could be I, all of it yeah I basically thought that across the board this cast is just like so uninteresting and 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 bad to me I like Han and I like DK I like the I like those actors those I like I like those performances but especially dude the lead actor in this movie what the hell was that <laughs> I. I think he just like right from the beginning, I I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out like, is this the main character in this movie or, or is this just going to be like a, a a cold open where we see him get into a race and then like the the actual like Paul Walker is going to come in and like show him what's up. Um, but no, he's the main he's the main character. You should in this just movie. watch one of the ones with Paul Walker in it. I think. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> you just really um, want to see Paul Walker. Well, I just I just knew that he was going to show up, but I was wrong. He doesn't show up, but I thought I knew he was going to show up. 
Um, but I just think this lead actor is like so uncharismatic and just like also just I don't think he's a he is a good actor in this movie at least. And also the way he looks is just so off putting to me when it's revealed 15 minutes into this movie that he is a high schooler under the age of 18 my mind was blown. I I thought with all sincerity that he was supposed to be a 35-year-old character. Um, and so I thought it was For the like, record, he would have been like 23 <laughs> at the time. Yeah. After they revealed his age, I was like, okay, I bet you this is an actor who's like in his mid-20s and just happens to look older because there's no way they would have cast a literal 35-year-old. Like, we're past the, the Grease style of Yeah, but of I, I think the casting even that choice like where he doesn't look like he's like 17 obviously i think a lot of movies do that this one included as a convenient way to bridge the gap between we want the high school story framework because that's convenient and we want them to get up to extreme and or illegal shit that is easier to do with adults (laughs) so you just thread the needle i suppose but like you can find basically nine out of 10 23 year olds are gonna look like more like a teenager than this dude so it's just and probably be a better actor than this dude so it just seems like a baffling choice to me to have this dude be your lead actor um and so the first 15 minutes of this movie was like so uncomfortable and strange to me i was like why is this man racing high schoolers and like willing i mean he to- was clearly a student he's eating at the cafeteria he's going to class <laughs> yeah. like- even then, i was like i was like i honestly thought it was like a 35 year old like undercover agent i thought that this dude was like sent into the high school to like get for the record tell. for the record i just want you to know this i want you to know this zachary ty Bryan was older at the time <laughs> yeah that blows my mind and that just that again that just shows that like it it's it shouldn't matter like the actual age like they could have cast a 35 year old who looks younger than this dude and i wouldn't have questioned it but it's just this dude happens to look quite old to me and so it's just like really off-putting um and i think that a lot of the movie is just like played a lot more seriously a lot more straight than i would like it to be um because i just want to be having more fun with it and then the stuff that is like a bit winky is winky Winky. in like his name is twinkie nice it's like a it's like a mid-2000s wink that has now just become like very um do you mean the literal wink when bow wow gets in that elevator full of girls and he breaks the fourth wall to wink at the camera that's the one i was thinking of actually yeah (laughs) um it it just it just feels like it's it's just like outdated and just uh um that deadpool's doing that shit now it's bad yeah, it just doesn't get why was much. the deadpool of tokyo drift yeah so i thought that this was just a strange movie that i could i could very much understand someone loving particularly when it came out in the mid 2000s like i could see this being like a, you know what's some, some teenagers that. classic movie but not for me when this movie came out it was not well received which Good. surprises yeah. me it, <laughs> like no 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 like i think despite the performance issues it does surprise me that it wasn't better received at the time but um 
you know who was smart about this? You know who you know who did have a positive review at the time? I bet Roger Ebert. Roger fucking Ebert is Tokyo Drift Pilled. He gave it three out of four stars. His opinions are always backwards. He's all over the fucking place. I cannot get a read on this guy. I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Liam, that's all all well and good. But uh, I fucking love this movie. This was awesome. I will say I, I found I didn't actually remember very much about it having seen it previously but um i had a great time i'm willing to concede its flaws pretty readily um especially in that lead performance part of me does want to chalk that up to they maybe leaned a little bit too hard they being anybody along with lucas back in the creative process with the character together leaned a little bit too much into that like he's just a southern guy stirring up trouble because it gives him like no discernible emotion whatsoever but um nah man like there's just something about this that i think is awesome uh it's just a cool movie um the cars are cool the racing is cool the action's well directed i find the characters however formulaic uh compelling enough to the performances again in particular i think sun sun kang and brian t are doing a lot of good work here um i just had a really good time and it's funny like i see this and it tells me why i am less interested in the movies that get more ridiculous than this because like i'm like yeah i do want to see this guy learn how to drift and i don't need to see a car jump between two buildings in this movie um (sighs) because i am just compelled by like so we've talked before about saying how in other franchises like you could make a hundred of them and just keep telling a story over and over in like a different way or a different setting i think we've talked about like you're like they can make a million halloween movies i believe and you're like i'll just watch those because you're compelled Mm. by like michael myers and that whole thing is that the right franchise am i putting words in your mouth or was it might have been a different franchise but i think you're probably it also applies to Halloween. you've you've made that point before though where you're like i like they could just keep making these and i would keep watching them yeah in that um setup and i will say for me like this movie crystallizes what i wish the fast and the furious was which is that if they just kept taking um like a, a character in a story that they want to tell, but it is framed around that like street racing subculture. I would watch a hundred of those like a car anthology franchise. But I, yeah, but like, but I, I specifically don't need it to be connected. It can be a little bit, I guess. The you need Hobbs and Shaw in your life. <laughs> but, but like, I, I, I find that like the more ridiculous they potentially become, the less interested I get in these particular movies. Nice, I get you. Which is weird, but I'm yeah. all for it. And I will dude, say, hearing you talk like this makes me now want to pick a later. F- we have to we do on the podcast because i want you to be like all right never mind i believe <laughs> that was awesome i believe ryan wants to do six if that's late enough for you we can now ryan six. i think we got to go later <laughs> okay, uh, i well, think Corey, well, well, well i mean he would he would know but he would know better than he i would, would know, maybe six would is wild but um but we'll see but like for me it's just like 
No, I just think I think I think I just think it's fucking cool. This movie's cool as shit. When that fucking song starts, you know the one. <laughs> bang, ba bang, da dang, da dang, oh da dig it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not that one. Oh that's, no, that's awesome. No, um, when they first get to the parking garage where the first drift rate happens, it's like down, 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 like that fucking song. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That song. That song makes me want to get up and like throw shit around. That song's awesome. It like it plays like three times. It's like the theme song for the movie. It's literally called Tokyo Drift, and I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, I just I just had a really good time. Um, and like, look, man, it's it's pretty slight. It's a little superficial, but like, there are enough bright spots in it that I'm I'm here for. I I would watch this again like in a week. I'd be ready to go. Nice, dude. Um, do you remember having that response back in the day? I do not. No. <laughs> no, Maybe I you're don't. just a changed person. Uh, I mean, I probably wasn't watching like that closely in the future. Um, I don't really know. But um, now there's just something I like about this. And I do like however bland it is the like, you know, having somebody have to be forced into a into a place or a culture that they don't understand is convenient storytelling but it usually is pretty good and like it's it's like okay yeah let's put this guy in an un- unfamiliar situation just see how it goes i will say i do find it interesting that i'm reading here that um justin lynn wasn't originally interested in doing the movie uh i guess earlier drafts of the script he described as offensive and dated um and I guess the studio, he had to battle with the studio, um, according to the Wikipedia, to try to get things in there. But I think the final product is something that, you know, despite, um, you know, being made in 2006 and, you know, maybe doing a bit of that, like, ooh, the 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 mystical and ununderstandable Japan culture thing a little bit, um, it, it feels surprisingly well-rounded in that respect by not putting him in too many situations that feel like overtly racist or something which is i'm kind of surprised by in a pleasant way i agree that did that surprised me as well though actually not too much i mean because i noted justin lin's name at the beginning and he's from taiwan and so um i figured that okay if we're going to tokyo uh and a Taiwanese director is at the helm here. I would imagine that he wouldn't sign on if this is going to be um, offensive or you know xenophobic or whatever. Whereas if if I had seen like uh, Rob Cohen's name at the beginning, I think that's another director of these Fast and the Furious movies. I, I think I, I think I know that fact. Yes, he did the original one. Um, that then I bet it might it might have been a different movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I, I also I I was pleased by that. Um, the outdated stuff for me isn't anything like uh, politically incorrect. It's just like uh, tropes of the mid two thousands that yeah. feel like okay, like we're we're past this. Like this doesn't land as like a victorious moment for me. Yeah, well, and also like in the Neela character is like borderline non-existent. Oh yeah, which feels like a huge missed window, especially knowing that the franchise expanded beyond this has a variety of prominent and relevant female characters. That's like this is the best you could manage 
for this movie. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a bummer. I was a bit suspicious when he showed up at that uh, in the classroom for the first time, and like it just he just like it. The camera just keeps showing like this this uh, attractive uh, teenage girl who sits at the front of the class and is like kind of smirking at him, and uh, um, just like. L- <laughs> they're just like putting way more focus on her but like I, I was just like i i hope that she has something to do and she she, she gets really to drift a little bit <laughs> she gets to drift yeah okay yeah that's another thing this movie this movie's focus on drifting i hate it Corey. oh you my hate, god you hate drifting like conceptually <laughs> i no i didn't think i did um but, but, but you do i i ha- no i hate that this movie actually like hangs its uh hangs its coat on the drifting idea i thought that it was just called tokyo drift because like it's it, it kind of sounds no, cool it's in the name what do you no, mean no 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 i they told you what it was no 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 this movie like i know drifting is a car thing and i just thought that okay this movie is called tokyo drift because like every once in a while a car might happen to drift but there are like speeches in this movie about like the way of the drift and like drifting is a thing that happens so, when a car it's i do I, you, wa- I hated it like just drive the car like do you have the context for what drifting is like Like, where it originated and like how it happened no like drifting is a very prominent japanese racing thing initially oh that's cool i did not know so like it's drift racing because that's popular in japan and it is a thing in Japan. I mean, it's a thing everywhere now. And like Formula Drift is a thing. And like you could watch people race it wherever. But like drifting originated in Japan and became prominent there. Uh, obviously, as we see, because they have a lot of like windy mountain roads. Like it became right. a thing, especially prominent in the 80s, if I recall correctly. Do you have races on these mountain roads between people drifting because you've got so many hairpins and tight corners that that style of driving was necessary, that it's a specific kind of driving that became popular and prominent there in particular. Obviously, there's more of it in the rest of the world now, but like when you think about like do you know what initial d is no initial d is an anime that i think was 80s 90s but like it takes this drift subculture and tells this story around that and like so it was already like a pop cultural phenomenon as a subculture at that point um not just among racing crowds but in like popular culture more generally and there was literally a real life person who was known as the Drift King. So like that DK nickname here is like a send up to that. Like it's very specifically ingrained in drifting for that purpose. Which is why it's that's what the movie is. That is really fucking cool. You changed my mind on drifting. I had no idea. No, that makes that makes a lot more sense. I think that's really cool. Actually, to me, I know drifting because they always do it in these car shows I work on. And it's just like um, people uh, like it's like car dealers like uh, you know who Richard Rawlings is. No, he is like kind of a he runs this um garage but also like this brand based out of dallas texas um 
And he's just like, he buys cars, fixes them up, sells them, sells them at like Barrett Jackson. And he just, he's, he's just the like, exhibit of cars. he's just like this, he's just like this car <laughs> mogul, right? Like that's what he wants to be. Um, and in this show, he's, he's just always like down to like, let's go drift in the parking lot. And he just like loves like drifting. Yeah. And like circles. drifting and burnouts and shit are like a thing everywhere, but like drifting as like a specific driving style and like skill set you could develop like originated there that makes me wish that um these people that, in these that's shows also I why watch... sean doesn't know how the fuck to do it right 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah that makes sense um because in in these shows i watch i've never once seen someone be uh talk about drifting as anything other than doing it in a field to look cool no yeah like it's it's like a whole established thing that's sick that i think that's actually really cool that they devoted a movie to that then in that case um i thought that they were uh taking this like tiny little thing you can do with a car and like putting needless emphasis on it but the fact that there's actually like a rich history to it specifically based in the location that the movie is set. That's really cool. In much the same way that like, I believe fast and furious, the earlier two have a lot of like straight ahead street racing. Like this is just sort of like a translation of that. That is more relevant here. Fair enough. I feel like it's got to feel pretty good to do that. Oh, I actually, yeah. oh, I don't yeah. actually think it looks that cool. Just because to me, it looks like like I think it would look way cooler if like they were just like if it didn't look like they were like losing control of the car. But, but I know, I know, I know not. they're, but I know they're in control. They're in of control. It. Uh, I get it. Um, <laughs> there, there were some real, like some really cool moments in this movie where like they were drifting on like uh, a road that was like, you know, angular, like, like tilted. Yeah. That and was people sick. were doing that in real life. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they would have, they would have had to, right? Like they yeah. would have had drifting drivers do this. Yeah. You know, it's for crazy, the movie. man. They're fucking drifting. Also, when they're doing that chase and they're drifting like through traffic, like that's just fucked. Like, yeah, that is cool. I will say to sort of segue this back into the movie, I really like how a lot of the driving is presented um, because I think the biggest thing we talk about with action in any movie is that it's like legible. And I just feel like I, it, it always felt like a very like smooth viewing experience to watch like the racing as it was happening. And I wasn't like losing track of where we were supposed to be or getting confused. And it also just looked cool. Like I like the way the car focused materials presented here um, in the movie itself, like both like in that chase, I think it's a good example because like it's over the top and like, I doubt you can drift through traffic all that easily, but um, you're, you're still able to keep track of everything while it still looks cool. So yeah, I, I think so too. I, I would have liked more of it, dude. Like I know, um, um, I just said that like the dr- the 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 drifting stuff was lame. Um, the the stuff it was them talking about drifting that I thought was lame, just because I didn't know that there was a history to it. The actual watching the drifting like in the races, um, I was down with that, and I I just wish there was more driving car stunt action in this movie. I actually felt like there was far less than 
I was expecting. And then as the movie went on, far less than I wanted. Like there was uh, a bit too much like bopping around and like the the crime stuff that I, I thought was just like a bit toothless. It does get um, a little lost in the sauce. Yeah. So that's another thing that kind of makes me um, want to see the later movies where I imagine... I would think that they talk about cars less, but they're in cars more. That's my they're, guess. I, I would imagine you're right. And so I I want that because um the the actual like plotting of this movie and again like the the acting and the characters and stuff, I just think it's all pretty pretty um pretty bland and so i just wish that they instead spent that time on car stuff especially this being like the third movie in the franchise um the idea of a spinoff is cool i mean you know i love halloween 3 where we've got all new characters there but i also feel like um I would have liked I, I would like to see a movie where the characters are already established and we can just get right into it because um, I was excited at the idea of uh, our Sean character going to a new place and being a fish out of water. New high school doesn't really speak the language. I like all that. But by the end of it, it, it actually seemed pretty inconsequential. And so I just wish that if that's the case, they would have just done more action in this movie yeah i i i I think some of it would have been nice a little bit more but i i I don't know like it just works for me still i'm just i'm still pretty on board with all of it and how it comes together here like i think it could definitely be improved but i'm still happy with like what we get and i think that um it, it it the most important thing that is is that it's it spends a small amount of time on like the more melodramatic elements like when you picture the sean and han having that talk like up on the top of the building and he talks about like yeah man i let you fuck up my car because i wanted to see like what kind of person you were (laughs) deep in your heart and it's like there's just enough of that in there that i'm like okay but it doesn't get bogged down and like trying to be too like self-important in that sense uh and i think it just gives space for like again uh han and dk are like i think the two of the best performances here and like it gives those guys space when they're around to just like do well and be cool like han just being a dude who just like eats snacks and does crime like that's awesome yeah <laughs> i, like I want to see more of him for sure and there is yeah there is more of him. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah so um my my takeaway from this movie is is not that I disliked it so much that I don't want to watch any of these movies. In fact, it's that I disliked it just enough that I want to see you want something more else. of these movies. In fact, if I liked this movie, I could have liked this movie enough that I don't want to see any more of these. I guess that's kind of where you are, right? <laughs> you don't want to see any of these later ones. I guess it's not that I don't want to. It's just if I don't have to, I will wait as long as possible. <laughs> Fair, I guess. Yeah, no fair. Um, I also think uh, Tokyo Drift, just like, I'm also willing to concede that, like, if I'm being asked, do you want to see, like, cool 90s and 2000s cars that are, like, JDM, or do you want to see, like, a Ford Mustang with missile launchers on it? I'd honestly rather see the 90s JDM cars. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Like I just want to see like like the car that he has at the beginning, the the Nissan Silvia that he's driving just looks so fucking sick. It's just like just show me the cool cars, let cool people do some cool shit in them, and then they go talk, do like crime or go to high school, and I'm good, man. Like <laughs> Yeah, so this is like the sweet spot for you, hey? Yeah, like, because like that's why I said it's like some of these performances are pretty bad, and like the story's not super inspired and this and that. But it's like, but I still really enjoy watching it because it's just like checking some boxes. Dude, I love franchises. I love that um, when movies just all come out under an umbrella that people are interested in, like car people. Or, or action movie people can go into this franchise. They can watch them and they can all come out with different opinions. I love reading people's like rankings of franchises and how they feel about each movie. And um, when you said that this was your pick, in fact, even before you said it, but I thought you were going to pick Fast and, a Fast and the Furious movie. Um, I In my head, I thought you were going to pick Tokyo Drift, not because I knew anything about it, but I think because it's the title I've heard in passing most often. Um, I had no idea it was like one of these spinoff ones or anything. So I actually it's I technically th- not a spinoff. It's right, just the right. closest to being a spinoff without being yeah. a spinoff. Um, but I I've heard the title enough that I thought it was like the main one that that people which that is people it's love. so ironic that like it's the one that has so much traction and like that's just not the case. Really? Yeah, because I, then I I go on the Wikipedia page of Tokyo Drift and I'm seeing that like most it says here that most people consider it like one of the worst, if not the worst. But then right after that, on the same page, it says that like, but some people uh, uh, love it. And it's like at the top here, it says when critics rank the movies against each other, Tokyo Drift has often appeared on the bottom of the list. And then so that surprised me. Uh, at least it surprised now that i've seen the movie it doesn't surprise me but thinking of the movie on its own i was like oh i i'm pretty sure some part of my brain has told me that i've heard people say they love tokyo drift so i was like what's up with that but then it says um over time it has become a favorite with some fans uh and has been at the top of some critic rankings even at number one or number two position um and then furthermore, with the film series becoming more action-dependent and incorporating less realistic storylines, the simplicity of Tokyo Drift has become more appreciated by critics. And it I is just, very I straightforward. Think that's really cool. it's, it's just telling a nice internalized story, right? Like, it's just... It's a story that, like, you can understand. Like, the, the thing that doesn't appeal to me about the future ones is it feels so... Like, it's drowning in lore... And like backstory and all this like hyper crazy shit Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, just give me like a story. Just tell me a fucking story about a guy and he meets some guys and there's a car. Right? Like, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, I'm 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 not super interested in having to dig through all that lore once we once we get there. Um that's true. This this is kind of the the perfect Fast and the Furious movie to start with. It seems like if it's if you're not going to start with the first one cuz it is pretty is separate from the other ones. Um 
So I, I would be down for more story in a hypothetical Fast and the Furious movie, like a, a singular story. But I also want them to get to the place of ridiculous missile launch and launching action because I just I don't Fast think I'm and likely Furious is Rob Deerdick's ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I'm likely to be into the car stuff or at least the street racing stuff if that's where your emphasis is and so i need a perfect fast and the furious movie that's like coming of age story where i'm gonna get attached to these characters and learn about them all within this movie i'm gonna watch the growth but also it's gonna end with something super ridiculous um wild because like if i just see someone uh win a race by doing something that like isn't all that appealing to me um then it's gonna feel a bit underwhelming like that's what happened with this movie i thought the final race was pretty underwhelming like i would have liked something much more bombastic i i i was getting uh, you wanted one of those cars that missile launches on yeah yeah i was just i was getting a bit tired of it It went on a bit long but it it felt like it it didn't have enough like peaks and valleys the moment where uh dk's car goes off off the side and then like it crashes near sean that was that was that was pretty sick Um, yeah you just it sounds like you want to watch like a destruction derby movie yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, like, like that part in the tunnels uh, when they're having that they're they're having that chase, and then some cars just blast into some other ones and explode. You would uh, love burnout crash mode. You ever play the burnout games? They got a mode in no. there where your whole responsibility is you just drive like into traffic and a bunch of shit explodes, and you can like send the exploded corpse of your car around to hit other things. I think you'd enjoy cool. that. That does sound nice. <laughs> Um, but I also, I had a bit of, I had to do a bit of work watching this movie where like I had to literally do the, the thing that people do when they watch horror movies where I had to like keep reminding myself it's just a movie because seeing these people drive so fast and then like there's some crashes that happen. My initial reaction wasn't like, Oh, that's sick. That car crashed. And like, that looked awesome. Like it was honestly just, Oh God, somebody was in that car. Yeah. It was like worry. Like I was, it, it like didn't feel the the first crash in the chase through traffic is genuinely upsetting. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like, Oh, and like, there's just like six cars just sitting there and you don't know what happened to that guy. You're just like, Oh, yeah i'm not having fun anymore like what the fuck yeah and that also bothered me about like the initial race where we're introduced to sean um because i was like confused as to if i'm supposed to like think he's a cool guy who can like drive fast and like drive through like houses because he's just set to win this race and he's like down like i just thought they were both douches and i was also like you're gonna like you're gonna kill yourself like this isn't cool like i i just i was like bummed um just because i i i I think he's supposed to feel that way or seem that way because he has character growth through the movie where like he was sort of just like a reckless asshole at the time and then he grows and learns um Right, but like, but the, at the beginning but the, of the, but the movie, race he's at definitely the end, being an asshole. But the race at the end is like also very reckless. Well, it is, but I think the framing is supposed to be like uh, DK's hubris is bringing this upon himself, and he's just reacting 
to like the situation that he's in because he doesn't start by making it aggressive, right? Like he's just he's trying to win the clean way, and then DK gets fucking stressed out and panics and brings it to that heightened level, and then he uses some ingenuity to like prove a point. Right, but that's the same thing that happens in the first race. Like he's down to win clean, and then Bully Jock starts driving the car. It's not totally the same thing because he does drive through a house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to. There was no other option, though. He did ask for a f- picture of it. I think oh, he that- like he, he was definitely super okay with I it. I did like that joke. I have to admit, I, I, I quite like that joke where he sees the police footage and says, can I get a copy of that? Just because like at that moment, that's when I, you know, they had just like introduced that he was a teen right around that time. And so I was like, I can understand. A teenager teen, like- would absolutely want a video of them jumping their car out of, an, <laughs> out of a half constructed house. So I was I was down for that. Yeah. Yeah, like it is funny. We've just come on different sides of the Fast and Furious debate, and so we'll have to see if um, I can be swayed by. I can maybe be romanced by the future, uh, exaggerated bonanza that is the those other movies, and we'll have to see how that pans out. Because for now, I'm just Tokyo Drift pilled. How do you feel about watching the earlier movies? Do you have any more desire to watch those more realistic ones? Like, do you want those anymore? So what's up with that? I have Tokyo Drift. I don't need them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, Like, honestly, I just, like, I don't, I don't know why I don't care about the rest of it. I just kind of don't. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, you said that you've seen one of those earlier ones and and uh, it doesn't really stick with you. But also you said that Tokyo Drift didn't stick with you either. The first it time. might it might this time, though. <laughs> right, right. Um, Like even Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm looking at the plot. It seems like it's a it's like about like undercover cops and like the US government and like a drug cartel or something. Mm hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> um, I, I didn't mention at the beginning, my actually my only hands-on experience with any Fast and the Furious movie is similar to you and that is I your don't friends know. friends with Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> I, I love Vin Diesel. We're, we're actually pen pals. Um, either the first or the second Fast and the Furious, I don't know. But it was on TV in my freshman year of university. I walked into the, the dorm lounge and uh, my my friend and my and my dorm my dorm mate um, was watching it on TV, and I came in near the end, and I sat there for like ten minutes before I asked him like, "Yo, what movie is this?" And he said, "You know, is one of the Fast and the Furious movies." Um, and I went on the guide, and it it was one of the one of the first two because of the date i know it was it said early 2000s but i was blown away that it was one of the fast and the furious movies because one there was like at the 10 minutes i saw um the the driving was like not bombastic at all it was very serious and i thought that they were wild movies from the get-go and two the whole uh section of the movie i saw if not the whole movie was like bathed in this really weird color corrected tone it was like very yellow looking maybe they were Um, just trying to make it feel hot out i guess so and like and and the way the acting felt before he told me what movie it was i thought it was like a a made for tv like lifetime movie i was shocked that it was a fast and the furious movie so i'd be curious to know what the deal was there 
Uh, and I just say, my favorite part of any of the other Fast and Furious movies, actually, and I forget if it's in the first movie or the second movie, but there's a guy doing a race and he's about to crash. Like, it's not going well for him. And it, clearly the crash is going to be quite bad. And he just yells, Monica, as he crashes. And the way he yells it really loud is really funny. That's good. <laughs> Which is the it, way he delivers the line is funny. Do we know who Monica is? Uh, probably like his girlfriend or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the opposite of Rocky yelling Adrian once yeah, he's won. Yeah, this dude is yelling opposite. Monica before his death. Um, and I will say, um, Too Fast, Too Furious does have Devin Aoki driving like a bright pink convertible, which is pretty sick. And she's got like a matching pink outfit on. That does sound cool. I don't think That's I know who cool. Devin Aoki is, but it sounds cool. Do I you do know like pink. who... Um, not who she's in sin city is what i was gonna say mm, you, um, no i haven't seen sin city do you know who steve aoki is the like musician yes they're, they're half siblings <laughs> oh cool are you gonna pick a Devin aoki movie for next week or what are you gonna do with that i mean maybe sometimes these people's filmographies surprise me and i'm like we gotta do we, one can, we can watch doa <laughs> dead or alive yeah let <laughs> based, me see yeah. based on the hit fighting game franchise um yeah it doesn't look like we got a whole lot of franchise potential because she wasn't even in sin city 2 so it looks like it would have to be um too fast too sin- furious they should have spelled sin city like with the s is a two yeah missed opportunity that's why it bombed missed opportunity that's right <laughs> um <laughs> what do you reckon Corey? is it pick time you got any more i Tokyo think it's drifting? Time. i think we're good okay um, my pick is going to be Cabin Fever 2. Spring Fever. It's happening? That's It's happening. And the reason it's, it's, the reason it's happening right now is because if I wait for the cycle to come back around where Corey's going to pick and Mitch is going to pick and then it's me and then we've got to record it but then it comes out the following week. If I've mathed it out correctly, if I pick Spring Fever next week um it will come out the day after spring has ended we'll be in summer already and i don't want that i want to i've i've been thinking that i want to have this movie picked out funny i missed the start of spring and also the movie takes place like at the at the end of the school year um so even if i picked it at the start of spring it wouldn't quite feel right so this is the perfect time i want to do cabin fever 2 spring fever um and in case people don't know, the original Cabin Fever is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Like, if not top five, then top ten. Um, Corey and I covered the remake of Cabin Fever on the podcast, and then Corey sat down with me, I think, afterwards and watched the original Cabin Fever. Yes. So we, we've got a bit of development happening here. We don't know how Mitch feels about any of these movies, um, and so I want to check out Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever, and see how we feel about it. Okay. It's happening, folks. I know it's uh, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. And by the time that happens, we're hoping Mitch uh, has figured out his drifting problems. That's right. Oh, now I understand why it was such a problem. It's a fine art that he had. Yeah, to it's a delicate. It's a delicate skill. And, I drive, uh, and I've never done it. Have you ever done it? You drifted? No. No. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, no. Not like intentionally. <laughs> Mm. yeah (laughs) like like have i ever drifted yes was it kind of cool 
Sure. Was it an accident and definitely dangerous? Absolutely. Um, was I yelling Monica in fear? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, that aside, uh, potential driving mishaps aside, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, I got a film writing alter ego on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can check me out. My username is Graham the Mallo. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Letterboxd as well at Mr. Corey Price. You can also listen to some other podcasts I do. If you want to hear me talk about cars some more, Strat 2 is an F1 podcast that I do that we're going to update again eventually, but scheduling is very hard. Um, and then uh, MK Podquest I do with our friend Neil is all about Mortal Kombat of various varieties, including right now comic books and also uh, Mortal Kombat Conquest commentaries over those TV episodes. And that's MK Podquest on all of your internet websites. Thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word in our letterbox at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your favorite Fast and Furious movie because it seems to be fairly divisive. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson. You can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And with all that out of the way, we're going to get some cabin fever next week. And they made another one. <laughs>